episode 348, the pandemic series with Macy Sutherland. Welcome to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. I'm Coach Terry Wilson, and with each episode, I bring stories of athletes to you that share their experiences at races in order for you to learn how to have your perfect race. We'll hear stories from athletes of all ages, abilities, and races of all distances. So regardless of where you fit in, there's something in there for you. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the pursuit begin. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. Today I'm talking with Macy Sutherland about the pandemic. Uh, welcome back to the show, Macy. I look forward to chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, we'll just start at the beginning. When did you first hear about this COVID-19 and what was your initial impression of it? I mean, like a lot of people, I'd been tracking it, you know, hearing, oh, there's this thing going on in China. You know, a lot of people are getting sick and or passing away from this virus. And to me, at the beginning, I was just like, yeah, you know, it's horrible what's happening, but I just don't foresee it being a big issue for me. Um, obviously, that has changed. Um, as you probably remember, uh, I live in South America, in Argentina, and when the virus made its way to the U.S. Um, and really all over the world, um, the Argentine government decided to take um, serious preventative measures. I, in my opinion, they, they decided to um, try to nip it in the bud because they saw what was happening in Italy and Spain. Um, and I guess for South America, we're, we're quite similar to those places in Europe. Uh, we also have a medical system, healthcare system that is just um, not so great. I mean, they, they do what they can, but we just, we really don't have the same kind of resources that, um, you know, healthcare systems in the U.S. do. So they immediately put us into a government-mandated quarantine, and that's been about four weeks ago. So that means we, if you work in a non-essential business, you cannot leave your house unless it's for groceries or for um, the pharmacy. So for me, that means no running outside and I don't have a treadmill anymore. So <laughs> running is off the table, unfortunately. Wow. So when was the because I know you visited the States earlier this year and then you came back down and when did you hear about it and when did you actually go, yeah, it's just something like the swine flu or the flu or, you know, it's not going to be anything big or, you know, we've seen the Ebola outbreak, we've seen other outbreaks, but then something switched where it's like, okay, this is different. This is, this is going to be big. When did that, when did that happen to you? So beginning of March, I was actually in Buenos Aires um, and we heard confirmation that there is one, uh, the first confirmed case in Buenos Aires when I was there. And I was with a friend and uh, my husband was like, don't go to Chinatown. And I was like, oh my God, don't even, don't be like one of those people. You know, I was getting upset with him. I was like, no, that's silly. I didn't go to Chinatown, but I did go to a, a I was craving, oh God, what is it called? Um, Japanese noodles, <laughs> ramen. I was craving ramen. So, you know, we went there, obviously nothing happened. I never got sick, but, um, you know, it was <laughs> uh, very worried about it. 
So beginning of March is, you know, I was still kind of like, no, it's, it's just not going to be a big deal, especially living in Patagonia. We're kind of on an island in a way, you know, just being so far away from the big civilization of Buenos Aires. Um, and then maybe that next week, my husband's like, let's go to um, like our big box store is called Koto. And he's like, let's go to Koto and stock up. And I was like, okay, we're not going to be those people that are panic buying and bunch, buying a bunch of toilet paper. But, you know, I saw, I did see some benefit in getting some, you know, somewhat less perishable foods like pasta and rice and kind of stocking up on some of those things just to have in the house. And I was like, we'll use it eventually. So if it turns out that this this doesn't touch Argentina, it's not a big deal for us. Oh, well, we'll eat the food. It's not like we've just, you know, thrown all this money at a problem that didn't exist. Um, so the whole time I'm just kind of, I didn't want to be like, no, Sam, you're being ridiculous. And then, you know, a couple weeks in the future, I'm totally regretting the decision not to go along with his COVID prep. <laughs> so, you know, we we got ready and then maybe you know this i think quarantine went into effect um let's say it was march 19th here um and then we realized um you know around that time that it, it was serious and although there weren't many confirmed cases in argentina that you know we needed to at least do our part to to help flatten the curve right now i know you've actually had races canceled that you were going to race right I did actually. I was supposed to race Pucón, Chile, um, in what was it, the second week of January, maybe, um, and that was actually canceled maybe in November or December because of political issues or rioting in Chile. So my season <laughs> has been kind of non-existent, and that's unfortunate because here that was still summer you know when triathlon is a go and now it's already cooling off and most races in the near future are canceled yeah so as far as COVID-19 what impacts has it had on you and your life so far I mean like I mentioned you know I can't go outside to run um, which unfortunately means the dog can't go outside to run either <laughs> um, you know I can do other things um, to keep my body moving, but there's only so much room in the backyard and only so many games of fetch that we can play. But I mean, in general, I, I worked from home before this, so I'm kind of used to being around the house during the day. Um, I, I did get laid off. It's honestly for me, not a huge deal. Um, it was kind of supplementary, uh, supplementary income for our family. Um, so, I mean, I'm not working during the day. I'm doing a, l a lot more cooking and a lot more cleaning than I was before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cooked three meals every single day for more than, well, no, I've never cooked three meals in a day ever. I don't think. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's a big change for me. I mean, probably not the worst thing to change, but it's definitely, you know, it's constantly like, okay, what's the next meal going to be? And what do we have in the freezer? We have one of those big um, deep freezers because my husband likes to go hunt big game and bring it home to eat. So luckily we have all of this freezer space and we, um, you know, just have to think ahead to pull out either, you know, chicken, steak or salmon so that we have something to eat later. 
Man. So, uh, what about, you know, your motivation and your emotional health? How has that been? Emotionally, I've been fine. I'm really, really good at being lazy, like really good at it. (laughs) If it was a sport, I would be top of my game. But, um, I mean, in motivation, I will say, you know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to stick to kind of my my typical schedule, more or less. Um, and I did that for maybe about a week. And then it just really started tanking. And I was, I was just really struggling to, beyond just being healthy, I was struggling to find the motivation to get up and do something. I have a ton of stairs in my new house, so I was constantly moving. You know, um, we were still kind of unpacking our house when this all happened, when we first went into quarantine. So I was able to keep busy doing that. And then I think my body was just like, you know, a body at rest tends to stay at rest. (laughs) I think that started to happen a lot. Um, But here in the last week and a half, I'd say I've found a little bit more motivation beyond just doing a tiny bit of something every few days. Um, I actually posted about this on Instagram maybe yesterday that uh, what I've started doing is rather than staying in my PJs all day, which I will say I did a lot of um, for the first few weeks, <laughs> um, I've started to put on, you know, if I'm planning on cycling that day, I'll put on my cycling kit. Or if I plan on doing Pilates or strength, something other than cycling, I'll put on whatever I plan on wearing for um, for that day's workout. And that has really helped me kind of find some motivation to get up and do what I had planned on doing. Um, I, it sounds a little silly, but I feel like a complete jackass if I sit on the couch in my cycling kit all day and don't ever get on the bike. So (laughs) that's helped me a little bit just to, you know, to get up and get moving and not wear PJs all day, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. For the most part, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I know you've done Ironman races before and your I think your mom is involved with Ironman Texas and that got yes. postponed. Um, you know, when do you actually see the next Ironman race going off? That's a non-virtual race. God, I feel like that's really hard to say. I feel like, um, yeah, Ironman Texas was supposed to be right about now. I think. Yeah. In um, about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine races going on till probably June, July, August time, if that. Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, down here, they're they're saying quarantine could last until around then. But for us, it's a little different because we're going into winter. <sighs> I, I know it's a tough spot for a lot of people to be in, to, uh, in right now because you don't know whether you should continue to train for that race, if that's even going to be a race anymore. Um, and that I know emotionally and mentally has ha- it has to be really hard for people. Um, but I think Ironman's doing what they can to kind of keep people motivated and, and involved in the organization with the, the virtual club racing. I think it's really neat. I would totally be game, at least for the Olympics and sprints right now, since I'm not, you know, trained up for a half. Um, 
But unfortunately, um, I can't do the running portion. I know I could probably run circles around my backyard, but that's not happening. (laughs) Not quite. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. So uh, looking forward, you know, when do you feel like this is going to end for you where you're at in Argentina? And I know you know people in the U.S. still. Your family's still here. When Mm -hmm. do you feel like that's going to be lifted here in the States for us? Because, I mean, honestly, I feel feel like... Sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like you have no. a more of an objective view because you can see the U.S. from this kind of unbiased point of view because you're somewhat of an outsider, but you're still close mm-hmm. enough to have ties to it. But, I mean, that's why I asked Definitely. You that. So, in my opinion, I think and there's so many different aspects to all of this, but my personal opinion is that not enough people are taking it seriously enough in the U.S., and I understand that the economic impact a full full out quarantine like Argent, uh, Argentina is doing, I understand the economic impact uh, of what that would be like in the United States. It's, I mean, this pandemic has already <laughs> severely impacted the world's economy. Um, but I know I see so many people, you know, friends uh, and people I follow on social media still getting together and having quote unquote quarantine parties and um, I just I don't feel like it's taking being taken seriously enough or quickly enough in the U.S. is my is my opinion um, and I've had to <laughs> kind of get on to both my parents um, about their interaction with my 90 year old grandmother um, I, I know personally if if I knew I had accidentally infected someone or unknowingly infected someone and they got sick or passed away, I would feel an immense amount of guilt. So um, in terms of when I think this will all be over, Argentina is taking the approach uh, of basically looking at the situation every two weeks and deciding whether or not to extend the quarantine. And I think part of the reason they're doing that is for people's mental health. Um, because if you tell people you're going to be stuck inside for the next three or four months, people will absolutely go insane. And I think down here, there's uh, a lot of concern of rioting. Um, so uh, a lot of say this could last through like mid-May. Other people um, think that, you know, June, July, maybe we'll be out of it here. And as for the U.S., I don't know. The situation looks pretty bleak right now. But um, I know a doctor down here had told us, like, oh, I wouldn't go back to the U.S. It looks really bad there. But he's all he's seeing is the news from CNN uh, of what's happening in New York. And obviously that's not happening everywhere, but... I'd like to say, you know, in the next few weeks, maybe we can get back, you know, to somewhat normal, but I'm optimistic, but not that optimistic. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I don't think, uh, I mean, this is my uh, sport managing kind of lens that I wear. It's, I don't feel like um, on a risk assessment level, the risk of COVID-19 spreading and the liability factors that it may present is really going to be offset to 
that of less than two or three percent in the near future. And until that is a liability factor of maybe one or even a half percent, it's going to be really hard for any sport organization, concert venue, or casino, or anything big with gatherings, even some churches. I mean, you know, you know, Houston has a big church down there. So, I mean, things like that, where it's going to be hard to say, okay, we're good to go again. Um, So, and to get to that point, you need a vaccine. It needs to be available at a widespread, highly affordable rate. And I think we're just a long way away from that. I know near um, from some of the articles I've read, uh, it sounds like they gradually lift some of the rules. Um, you know, like at, at they allow outdoor exercise, still you know maintain social distance, but allowing people to at least go out and walk your dog. Um, like I can't even take my dog for a walk. Uh, wow. We have a we have a yard in the house, so like if you live in an apartment you can do is take your dog out straight to the grass do it and then I think you actually get you're meant to pour Clorox or something on top of where they've done their business um so yeah it's really strict here so they may eventually start to lift little bit by little bit but you know big gatherings I don't think those will happen in the next three or four months yeah I mean so today's April 15th and I don't feel like you know the Comrades Marathon that's what I'm registered for uh, it's 27,500 athletes uh, on a normal year it's roughly 1.1 to 1.4 million spectators uh, lots of oh my human, gosh. yeah lots of human interactions over the 56 mile race and I don't under I don't see how that's going to be able to go off this year with the liability I mean you're talking of so many people coming in from all around the world to come yeah. and breathe on each other the liability is just <laughs> so enormous I don't I don't see how they can even say you know hey we're gonna do this even later this year I just don't see how that can even happen so I mean to that end it's yeah. also like every big marathon in the states I don't see how that's gonna happen like the big six I don't yeah. see the big six are going to happen this year. I mean, they already postponed the Olympics by a year. The Tour de France is canceled. And uh, the Wimbledon is also canceled. Like, big things that have never been canceled before have been canceled. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's just going to be an interesting year. Yeah. So in terms of training, what are what what is your plan? Are you going to keep chugging along as as you normally would? Or... Um, right now okay. I've been just driving on. I've been, uh, acting like I'm just going to keep on racing. Um, I've went into basically like a holding pattern with my long run and flipping back and forth between, uh, a long, uh, what I would call a build week as a coach and then mm-hmm. back to a recovery week. So build one, recover week, build week, recover, build week, recover. Um, and I feel like that's still keeping some of the edge of the intensity. And if a race is going to happen, I can still switch gears and be in decent shape for a race. I mean, 
I feel yeah. like if I had to, I could because you'll you'll have some sort of like, um, oh gosh, I just I can't think of the word in English. You'll have some sort of uh, like indication if the race will go on. Yeah, uh, probably at least a couple months in advance, right? I would say at least a month or two. I mean, I feel like right yeah. now, if I said, hey, you know, on May tenth there was a marathon. Okay, I would I could peak. I could just go into two, three weeks in a row, building, recover, taper, and be ready for it. I mean, pretty easy. I don't feel like that'd be an issue. Yeah. I know it's got to be tough. I've seen some things about, you know, um, people wanting their money back for races. Um, and people don't you understand. Know, that are being canceled. Yeah, the money's spent. The money's gone. <laughs> the money's spent. Yeah, like, it's gone. Yeah, they had to get T-shirts permits. have been ordered. Yeah. and Permits, yeah. Permits, medals. I mean, porta potties. They were already uh, reserved. I mean, the work staff had already been paid to come in and work the race. Like, there's hundreds of things that people don't think about whenever you put on events. Yeah. Much love to all those race directors out there. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) This has probably been very tough on them too. Fielding, you know, complaints and calls and. People, I mean, I understand like as an athlete, I would be a little upset being, you know, having paid, let's say a half iron around five, four or $500 and not being able to race, but. Yeah. I mean, then you have like at races like Ironman Tulsa where they just said, Hey, you know, we're going to postpone it for a year, like a full yeah. year postponement, not even going to try this year. And there's so many yeah. people that are just like you have to think you know if you've already if you've already pulled those permits for you know your race course it's I, I can't imagine it would be easy to to change the dates or the course and and you just don't know what's going to happen yeah so along the line of races uh let's talk about two big races later this year kona and ironman 70.3 mm-hmm. worlds do you think it'll happen, <laughs> or do you think it'll be a smaller field? Let's what do see. You, what do you Co- think? Kona's usually in October, right? Yeah, it's usually in October. Man, I don't know. It's a lot of people on one little island. <laughs> From all around the world. Um, yeah. My gut feeling is that it probably won't happen this year. It won't happen in October. Um I know I've, I've watched a few of the pros like um, Rennie and Tim O'Donnell just kind of hearing their perspective. I think um, uh, Triathlete World or what is it? Triathlete Magazine um, kind of did a video checking in with some and it looked like Tim and Rennie were just kind of like, we're, you know, kind of doing what you're doing, kind of maintaining fitness, but not going too crazy just because you don't, no one knows what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, I think <laughs> we'll not any big races like that anytime soon. Yeah. It's, I think it's just going to be an interesting few months and go from here. Um, so knowing that there's really no race to train for and you're just doing this for your own health and well-being, how are you doing overall? Do you feel like you're going to be able to maintain what you're doing indefinitely or do you feel like you're going to see a slump in your own self what's that like um 
I think I've, I personally feel like I've already lost a lot of fitness, but like, like we talked about, you know, I was training for a half that was supposed to happen in January and that didn't. And then life kind of happened and I was training kind of when I could. Um, so my fitness overall is just, it's down and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but right now I guess I'm just focusing on getting at least 30 minutes a day of something of like actual exercise. Um, and right now for me, that's mostly cycling or Pilates or strength, um, or a combination of those things. Um, I do have a pool and you know, I could get in there with those tethers and do some swimming, but it's getting cold here. And (laughs) I don't know what it is about where I live in Patagonia, but no matter what time of year, the water in these small, I mean, like our pool is not even five foot deep. It's probably like four and a half feet deep and it's freezing cold. Um, you know, it's just, it's ice cold. So I don't know if I'm going to be sticking my face in that water anytime soon. Uh, at first I was doing some aqua jogging, um, down the deep end, which is not really quite deep enough for aqua, aqua jogging, but I mean, really what my goal is right now is 30 minutes a day of something. If I go beyond that, great. But, um, you know, it's just, we got to do what we can with, you know, what we have available to ourselves. Um, and right now that's cycling and strength and stretching. So for me, what, what I've started doing is, um, I'm a big Google calendar fan when I'm, when I'm training for, um, like for triathlon for an actual race, what I do is I, uh, you know, my coach will usually give me, my mother-in-law is also my coach. She'll give me, um, my schedule and I sheet and then I put that all into there and I'll move my, you know, my training sessions around to fit my schedule. Um, but Google calendar also offers, um, you to kind of set goals for yourself. So my goal is 30 minutes a day. And I just move that around my calendar based on what little I have going on that day. Um, uh, and also I am working on my language skills, doing 15 minutes of Italian every day. Italian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got two, I've got English and Spanish down pretty well, so I thought I'd give Italian a, a try. Wow. <laughs> so that's keeping my mind a little sharp. Oh, that's good. Um, just to kind of wrap yeah. up here, um, grocery store shopping for you, ha- have you noticed like the shelves being empty down there in Argentina or <sighs> anything like that? Have you tried to look for something that you can't find? What's that like? <laughs> So when, when we first started stocking up, um, you know, we were worried that the same thing that was happening in the States was going to happen down here. But, um, we, we went to one store and I noticed, um, a couple shelves were kind of empty, but (laughs) having lived in, um, in a third world country now for a while, you stop noticing empty shelves because that's just like the norm uh you know the, the supply chains just aren't as good as in the u.s or what we're used to um but you know there was probably some panic buying going in terms of uh disinfectants and antibacterial soaps so i noticed a little bit of that but um it did take 
a little while for everything to get in place in terms of grocery delivery. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks we, um, we went, or I guess before quarantine went into place, we went to a, a couple of the big box stores and got a lot of supplies. And then from there, slowly but surely, some of the little businesses were starting to offer delivery. Like we have, um, I guess, you, you know, think of it like a health food store, you know, it has like non-dairy milks and, you know, granola and you know, like a health food store. Um, now they're offering delivery and you just get on your WhatsApp account and give them a list of everything you want and they show up later that day. So now like the um, grocery delivery is catching up. Um, and I think, you know, we'll probably be doing that for the the next while. We're trying to, me and my husband personally are trying to avoid as much contact as possible. Um, we both have asthma. Um, so we know that with this being a respiratory disease, um, we want to try to prevent from actually um, getting infected in the first place. So, uh, yeah, we've been taking all the precautions. Anything that comes through our door is is disinfected you know now actually by law we have to wear masks if we go outside so just cloth we do or did you have to go and buy yeah, any mask that they, they really want you to, to avoid buying those um you know n95 masks because they need those for healthcare workers especially but yeah i had some um cloth masks you know to kind of go over the ear um, I had bought those months ago just for traveling in general. Um, I think I had taken a trip. I can't remember. It was like to or from the United States and kind of got sick on the way there. Um, so I bought those masks a while back thinking, you know, even if I look ridiculous, at least it's a little something I can do to maybe prevent from getting sick while traveling. So, yeah, we use those and, you know, you can throw them in the, um, in the washing machine to get them clean after I know you should do it after every use but I don't run the washer the washer that often um, but yeah that's that's kind of the deal man so I know last time we talked you didn't really have hot water too much uh, has that situation <laughs> changed oh my god yes we actually, like I said, we moved houses. So um, the water heater here is a gem and it works all the time. We have water pressure with both hot and cold water. Look at so. you, moving on up in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. I I really enjoy my showers now. Man. Well, Macy, <laughs> I forgot is, about that. Yeah, this has been fun and I enjoy this conversation and I hope this uh, doesn't last too much longer for either one of us, and I wish you the best. Likewise. I hope everyone out there is staying safe and training when they can and when they feel like it. Yeah. And if you want to follow Macy, you can follow her on Instagram at TryMaceInYourFace, if I remember right. Is that right? Yeah. TryMaceInYourFace. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I did remember that. Well, you have a great day, and we'll chat soon, okay? Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were able to learn something from today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. 
Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see pictures from this athlete's race, learn more about who I am, what I'm doing, or be on the show yourself to share your story, check out my website at CoachTerryWilson.com. Until next time, continue the pursuit.